so retrograde. Oh my God, it is. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm wonderful. Good morning. Good morning. We are just fresh off the spring equinox. Feeling it. Did you do anything to uh, commemorate said season change? I did, actually. On Friday, I uh, had a real intense day, and I, and I was really awake and feeling crazy. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, I drove with my friend to his parents' Malibu house. Ooh. Casual Malibu friendships. And um, Was it Luke Perry? <laughs> yeah, it was Luke Perry. No, it was good friend Benji of Lalo. What's up, Ben? Hey, Ben. You'll never listen, but hello. <laughs> um, and... Uh, I wanted to wake up at the water. I wanted to like start fresh, and it was amazing waking up to the sound of the ocean. I felt like, okay, new season, new vibe. Magic. It was pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I cleaned. That's good. I have to do that today. I replanted my succulents on my porch, reorganized the closet. Wow. Really got, you know. Did you feel like you want to come to my house and do that after this? Uh, no, because oh. you have dog hair around your house, and you know how I feel about that. I'll vacuum. Mm. I'll pay Doesn't you. Work. I'll, Doesn't work. I'll pay you in green juice and marijuana. Eh, we now can talk we're about talking. It. We can talk about it. Those are two of my favorite things. <laughs> um, so the spring cleaning thing. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Exterior, great. Mm-hmm. Also... You know, we love a good method for vitality and health. We do here love on this that. show. If there's something I love, it's a good method for vitality and health. So why not talk about the cleaning of our insides today? Oh, spring cleaning yeah. of your yes, right? I like that. Light disclaimer: mm-hmm. We're talking about poop. There is going to be poop talked about there's on poop this show. Talk. So if anyone doesn't poop, this show's not for you. Yep. So if you do poop, maybe maybe you should take a listen. If you're like me and you're passionate about poop, then you should definitely listen. Stephanie is a connoisseur of pooping. I am. If you're my friend, you've probably sat with me while I've pooped. I like to have conversations. Today we're gonna have <laughs> a conversation about poop with Fatima. With Fatima Low Williams. She is a colon hygienist and nutritionist and a badass. I'm so excited. And because I, I'm looking forward to having a new introduction to colonics because the one and only experience I've had was quite traumatic. Was it? Do you want to add color? Let's just say there was poop everywhere. Oh, geez. I've heard about that happening to people. I exploded with poop. Yikes. <laughs> it was not chill at all. It I've was- had a, a couple colonics. <laughs> They're recommended to do kind of in succession, and I do them about yearly. So kind of one thought I'm having for this year is to have a few and see the and explore the benefits of that. But I have gone to Fatima, who's our guest today, mm-hmm. and she is incredible in kind of how she delivers the process and makes you feel completely at ease in a situation that's kind of uh, counterintuitive to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm... I think we should just welcome her on and get right to it. Yeah, let's do it. I want to have a new loving relationship with colonics. So let's welcome to the show colon hygienist and nutritionist Fatima Lowe Williams of Holistic Life. Fatima Lowe Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Fatima. Hi, darling. Welcome. How are you? Spring cleaning. Yep. It's that time. Spring. What better uh, topic to go along with this time of year than inner cleansing, if you will? Internal yes. spring cleaning. Exactly. Internal spring cleaning. Spring so, forward. First, can you give us just like a quick, brief definition of like what a colonic is? The the briefest uh, definition I can give you, a colonic basically is cleansing of the internal organs, the intestines, the large intestine, with water. It's just a bath for your colon. 
And why is that important? Mm. Well, you know, colon hygiene and colon cleansing in general is important because we store a lot of toxins in our colon, well, in our body in general. And every single body system depends on the other in order for everything to work well. So Mm. it's kind of like if you go to the L.A. Philharmonic, well, it sounds beautiful when everything is working together, right? But one small little instrument being out of tune, or if you just hear the the clanging cymbals, it sounds like crap. And Mm. it's the same thing with our body systems. Like if there's one little small part that's not functioning, then the other body systems have to take up the slack for that particular body system that's lacking. And so as it relates to the colon, the colon is the body's, I always say the colon can be one of two things. It can be the body's sewer system, or it can be the body's uh, garbage dump. Mm. Okay, or actually the body's garbage disposal system or a garbage dump. A garbage dump is a place where it smells really funky, miles and miles away. You kind of know that there's like garbage around. Collecting. Yeah, it's collecting. There's a weird smell. Like, you know, a garbage dump is nearby a mile away. Whereas with a garbage disposal, it's so discreet. You don't even know it does what it really, really does. And that's what we want our colon to be. We want our colon to serve as this well-functioning eliminator of the waste that our body doesn't use as a result of when you eat your food and your body converts that food into energy and then your body takes whatever insoluble, whatever whatever waste that it no longer needs and lets it leave the body. You want it to be able to leave the body efficiently so and quickly people... exit the body. Otherwise, what happens is we become congested, we become constipated, and that can lead to all kinds of things like allergies, um, headaches, low immunity, rashes, yeast, acne. Like there's so many different things that are all interconnected with the body system working well. Mm -hmm. And if that's not happening, then it starts to show up in other ways. So, you know, you show me a person that has really, really acne pizza-like face, (laughs) I will probably show you a person who isn't eliminating well because the skin is the body's largest organ of elimination, but the colon is right behind it. So if if the colon isn't eliminating, then the skin's like, well, I'm just going to take the poop that the colon won't, Ooh. basically. And that's where really funky, bad, acneic skin comes from. Um, whereas when a person changes their diet and they start eating well and they start flushing with water, this is why water is so important because in your colon, the colon depends upon water in order for stuff to move through. Right. Right. So if you have a dried out colon as a result of being super, um, super con- congested with, say, like caffeine and lots of alcohol, that stuff will generally dry you out. Um, but then add on top of that foods that are in boxes and in bags and that don't necessarily grow on trees and come out of the ground, what that's going to do is create a a very congested state of um, stagnation in the colon and then the person can't eliminate the way that they need to. So, yeah, this colon thing is very... um, (laughs) She's important. Yeah, she's important. I'm just picturing everything I've ever put into my body and having it just, like, sit there and I'm like, oh, God. (laughs) Well, you know what's so cool about the colon, too, really quickly, is that... um, the colon houses 70% of our immune system. So I didn't col- know that. Yeah. So when the colon is congested, it's why are we surprised that we're developing allergies and we're constantly developing colds and we're constantly finding ourselves on antibiotics, which further exacerbate symptoms because the antibiotics, they do their job. The whole job of the antibiotic is to get in there and kill whatever bacteria, good or bad, 
in order to save you and keep you alive. So, you know, it, it kind of makes it so that you're almost at a deficit of, of good bacteria as a result of taking, you know, a round of antibiotics or whatever. And so this is why replenishing our colon with, with good, you know, probiotic-rich foods and cleansing on a regular basis. I think cleansing should be like a perpetual lifestyle. And you yourself have experienced the benefits of cleansing and hydrocolon therapy. Please talk about how you became interested in in this field. Mm -hmm. So I got into colonics um, about, let me see, this is 2005, about 13 or 14 years ago. Um, I am a singer and I used to perform. I used to be signed to a record deal and I was acting and just really, really, you know, busy body, busy body creative. Mm -hmm. And um, I started realizing that my body started to feel more and more sluggish. I started suffering from low mood. I started suffering from recurring yeast infections, um, bladder infections, constipation. And I remember feeling just, just really tired all the time. But you know, so I was about, I was just turning 31 and I had just gotten married. And I was just like, oh, it's just because I'm getting older. But that's not because you're getting older. It's right. because there's... So 30 is not old to be like suddenly shutting down. Mm Hells no. Yeah, that's young. Yeah. I'm just saying totally. that. I mean, we're turning 30 like, I'm like, we're young. young. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm like, for real? Like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. And so I was, so what Say it's young, was, Fatima. Come on. It's so young. Come it's on, so please. young. I need this. No, this is, you're you're just about to get into like your, your, your. Power. Yeah, your power. You're like owning it. And, um, you know, you should. You should. Absolutely. Because you're going to start to experience things and see the world with totally different eyes and wait till you hit 40 girlfriend <laughs> but for me um so I found myself really really constipated and um I thought that all of the symptoms that I was dealing with the yeast infections the rashes the skin issues the hives the lethargy the body pain I had mm. developed fibromyalgia and wow. fibromyalgia is like this autoimmune fibromyalgia is like if arthritis and freaking chronic fatigue had a baby, she'd Ugh. be fibromyalgia. And so I was tired all the time. Plus, I was experiencing lots of pain. And, of course, we couldn't figure out what was going on. So it took me, like, six months to get a diagnosis. Meanwhile, I'm, like, not pooping and feeling really crappy about it. And one day I was in a health food store. And I saw this um, bulletin that was talking about, do you suffer from, and it listed like 30 things on the list. And I'm like, I suffer from like 28 of the 30. <laughs> and it said, um, perhaps colonics can help. I had never heard of a colonic, didn't know what a colonic was, but decided to call. And I was really, really nervous when she started to explain to me, like, what a colonic is and how it all works. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. Bye. And I hung up the phone like, really, really fast because I'm like, uh-uh, that's not happening. Like, that's an Audi, not an Innie. And um, that's I That's what remember, I always say. Yeah, it's an Audi, not an Innie. And I'm like, no, no, uh-uh. So I called maybe two or three times throughout the year. And, of course, me having the name Fatima, I should have been, like, Brittany or something like that. <laughs> And um, she remembered my name by the fourth time I called. You were just calling to. I would call to like, tap in and be like, maybe I'll do it. Yeah, and I then would you call and I and I say um, I'd ask like questions like, um, so how much is it? Um, <laughs> how does it work? Um, well, do, how long does it take? Um, is is what's it feel like? Basically, I was just scared and I was trying to feel it out. And then as soon as she would go into the explanation of what it was, again I would be like, okay, um, thanks. Bye, and I'd hang up the phone. And so by the time I called her, like the fourth time, and this was like had been a year, she remembered 
me and she said, when are you coming in? She's like, I remember you. And I'm like, oh yeah. Um, well, no, I was just wondering cause like, um, cause see what had happened was. <laughs> like that kind of thing. And she finally said to me, she said, what, it, let me just ask you a question. What are you afraid of? Because yeah. that's what it was. I was afraid. And she just cut straight through all my BS and was like, what are you afraid of? And I said, I'm afraid it's going to hurt. And she said, for whatever fears you have about pain associated with this, it cannot compare to whatever made you call me mm, four times wow. this year. And so I decided to go in and I got a colonic. And my very first colonic was relatively uneventful. Nothing came out. Just mostly like water and little, <laughs> little rabbit pellets sort of. But I felt great. I felt amazing afterwards. And the reason I felt amazing was not because I eliminated the waste that needed to, to loosen up, but because I got hydrated. Wow. So uh-huh. colonics, like, there's a whole um, beauty in colonics that is, that, that is way, that's about way more than just the obvious the voyeuristic sensationalism of, oh, how much poop is coming out? There's a whole thing that's going on behind the scenes. And one of those things is the hydration. Mm. And so because I was able to get well hydrated, I felt so much better after the session. And um, she told me, you know, you need several colonics. And I was like, but this is expensive. <laughs> I ain't got this kind of money. But I saw the value in it after the first session. And I, I went back and... Um, Around my fourth or fifth session, I remember thinking, I want to learn how to do this. Because, like, if I need more colonics, <laughs> I probably need to learn how to do it. <laughs> and I remember looking at her, and as I turn my, my butt's facing her, and we're, like, doing the insertion, I'm looking over my, my shoulders, <laughs> and she looked like she had this, like, beautiful halo over her head. And I'm like, oh, the poop gods have shown me the way. And so, yeah, that was like, you know, that was my entry into the world of colonics. But it totally changed the game for me. It changed my life. It totally changed my health. Um, You know, and years later, now I'm like a poop enthusiast, man. I'm all about like... It, it, pooping is the new sexy because if you're constipated <laughs> put that in a bumper sticker sense. you're speaking Stephanie Simbari's yeah. language oh, right totally. now right? <laughs> yeah. exactly so yeah that, that's my story um, that's beautiful. and I'm sticking to it that's and wow. thank you for and that so I'm sorry after that after you had that so then you're you started to heal like you your fibromyalgia started yeah, to go away so, and all that stuff started to diminish. so it was um very process oriented but i found that after it took me about three colonics before i actually started to eliminate waste because mm. there was i was so congested as a result of my lifestyle i mean healthy for me was like popeye's regular fry like not <laughs> you know i'd be like oh i'm gonna go healthy i'm not gonna get extra crispy this time you know, it, my, my lifestyle and my diet was, was horrible. And I wasn't sleeping well. Um, I was in the studio pretty much all hours. And then when I wasn't in the studio, I was out, you know, paving the, hitting the pavement on going on auditions. And so I wasn't really sleeping very well. I wasn't drinking very much water. I lived off of Diet Dr. Pepper mm. <laughs> um, and coffee. Uh, and it just, you know, when you start to, all of those things combined can create a really, really funky cesspool of toxicity. And so it took me about three or four colonics before I started to eliminate. And when I started to eliminate, it was like um, like clay balls. Like as we started oh, wow. to feel my, she, she helped me feel my stomach. And she said, I can, you feel that? 
And I said, yes, yeah, really, really hard. Girl, I thought I was sporting a six-pack. It was a poop pack. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I digress. But um, she basically would help me feel what my body felt like. And I didn't realize that the hardness that I was feeling in my abdominal area was not abs. It wasn't a result of me going and working out. It was be- it was a result of my colon being um, congested with, with wow. waste matter. And so, so though, when I started to release, it was just like... I felt my body literally deflating. Wow. So I want you to walk us through. I'm just having a memory of the colonic that I had, and, like, I wish you were Did the person. Did you have colonic trauma? Yeah, I had such colonic trauma. I've heard, oh, I've no. heard some Kalana. pretty colonic trauma. Kalama trauma. I've heard, some, you know, some horror stories of too. this situation, um, which I know people are just kind of fearful of it, Not let alone it's just kind of a topic that people – call you know seem to refer to as taboo right right you know sticking something I mean, up your butt about, something yeah. coming out like the whole thing Fatima you're you have a way about you that's so um calming in the situation <laughs> I would say like it's just like hey we're here to do this and you know so can you walk us through kind of that process of of I'm you know let's say we're, we're in for an appointment mm-hmm. tell us how that step-by-step is you know what? I can give you my first time visit spiel. Okay, yeah. Is that cool? Hit us with the spiel. Okay, so here's the spiel. You're in the room. Okay, so first, I always greet clients with a hug. I never, ever, ever, you know, come and just shake your hand and say, hi, nice to meet you, because it feels too formal. You're already guarded when you come, Yeah. right? And you're like, the moment you get into the waiting area, <laughs> looking around, okay, don't smell like poop in here, so maybe <laughs> it's okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Talking yourself through it, right? And then you see me, and you're like, okay, so she doesn't look super weird, but I don't know, she might be crazy. Okay, <laughs> Like, there's all these thoughts going through your mind. I know that's what it was for me. My first colonic, I was terrified, and I was really super, super uptight. And so when, and I always remember that. I always try to, it's humbling when you remember where you've come from. And I, I don't ever want to forget that. I don't ever want to forget what that first experience was like and how, how, frightening it was and I was blessed to have someone who was gentle and wonderful and guided me through it and actually encouraged me to become a colon hydrotherapist so the first visit what will happen is you're in the waiting room and then I'll come in I'll be like oh hi Stephanie (laughs) eyes sparkling my bubbles already loosening up (laughs) (laughs) so I come in and then I give you a hug and I welcome you Um, You'll fill out an intake form, of course, because the intake form is very helpful in in allowing me to see what you're dealing with. Are you experiencing gas? Are you experiencing bloating? Are you taking laxatives? How much water do you drink per day? Um, How much alcohol do you drink? How often do you drink it? Like All of these things are helping me to paint a picture in terms of, first of all, what I can expect when you get on the table, and number two, how I can dialogue with you to help um, educate you on some uh, tools that you can incorporate like right here and now today to try and create uh, better digestion, more energy, more radiance, weight loss, whatever your goals are, whatever you whatever your goals are that you come to me with. So when we get to the to the room, I usually have clients to discard everything from the waist down. There are some places that will give you a hospital gown. So you're in this hospital gown and it just feels so clinical. Yeah. So I don't really do hospital gowns unless like um, all of the towels are in the laundry and then I have to pull out the mental <laughs> asylum hospital gowns. But usually I give clients, you know, really nice, soft, fluffy uh, towel to cover themselves across the top. So I usually will have them discard everything from the waist down, lie on the table on their on their back 
so that when I come in, you're just lying down kind of in a relaxed state. And then we go through what you can expect and set realistic ex expectations for the session. And then I ask you, you know, if you have any questions for me in terms of what, what, what to expect today. Most people don't know what to ask. And so it's my job to make sure that, A, I get you as comfortable as possible when you walk in that room um, and make you feel as safe as possible. Spirit so, guide. Spirit guide. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make that my new, my new email. Spirit guide at AOL. Um, so you got to make them feel as – I feel like you, you should make a person feel as comfortable as possible so that they can trust you with this process. Because you have to remember, you're trusting me with the most vulnerable aspect of yourself. Pun intended. Mm -hmm. Right? It's so incredibly vulnerable. And so I yeah. like to acknowledge that. Like, the moment you come in the room, before we get the pulling pants down and sticking stuff up butts, yeah. I'm like, listen, I just want you to know whether this is your first time or your 50,000th time to turn your back to a perfect stranger and trust them through the process of inserting a small speculum into your bottom is a very, very delicate thing, and it is a very vulnerable position to be in, and I don't take it lightly. So I always like to let clients know, you know, I realize that this is uncomfortable, and it's probably uncomfortable for me too. Not because I'm going to see your butt or right. because I'm going to see poop come out of you, but because I can feel energy. I'm an empath, and so when a person is really, really nervous, I feel that energy, and I try immediately to help them feel okay and safe with me. So once the... uh Aww. Aww. I'm, That's ready. I'm so, so, so Stephanie, ready. Stephanie's ready. Yeah. Do you have do you have with you now? Yeah, I feel like we need to just you and I need to get together, redo it, so I can erase the trauma, have a good experience. So basically, <laughs> Maybe we'll one do a podcast during your yes. Podcast. Oh my god, Ooh. live revolutionary, podcast, revolutionary. It's going in. It's going so, in. And it feels uh, weird. So, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> so once the uh, what are we calling it? is inserted oh speculum. the speculum yeah. thank you mm -hmm. once the speculum is inserted and by the way people always want to know like well how big is it is it real big we're not threading fire hoses through your <laughs> it's not like that it's like a small speculum probably about maybe an inch and a half to two inches Okay. So if you've ever, Around. I mean, I'm not in the habit of sticking my finger in my butt. Who but among us hasn't had a couple fingers in her butt? <laughs> right. I'm like, Let's if you've ever stuck your finger in your butt, then it's kind of like that. Your okay. own or somebody else's. It's <laughs> right. not important. Sure, sure. It can fit is the You're point. Um, <laughs> so once that happens, there's then water that is. Yes. So there's a slow. Through. So the method of colon hygiene that I do is called the wood gravity method. And so um, one thing that's important to, to recognize is that there are so many different types of colonics. So there's like, and, and it goes by so many different names, which is what makes it so confusing. Right. But just to set the record straight, if you, if you hear any of these, it's one and the same. So colonic, colon irrigation, uh, colon hydrotherapy, colon therapy, colon lavage, um, colon cleansing, high enema. What else? Oh, my God. This is like probably 50 bajillion terms for it. It all means the same thing, cleaning the colon with water. And hopefully, you know, we have a great day because, like, lots of poop comes out and you feel like a rock star and I feel like a badass because I helped you. Awesome. So, um. Anus. So it's up your anus. It's, now so it's up your anus. And. Oh, sphincter? 
Sphincter. So here's the deal. Let me tell you about that sphincter. Oh, hey, please tell that me. That sphincter is off the chain. <laughs> so the sphincter muscle is that muscle. So when we're putting this, when the speculum's going in, the speculum um, will go past the anal sphincter muscle. And what the anal sphincter muscle is, that's the muscle that's responsible for gripping. Okay. Or for, as I like to say, dropping off logs or dropping off kids at the pool. Pinching them. So, exactly. It's a pincher. Okay, got it. And so it gets past the anal sphincter. And basically the anal sphincter holds the speculum kind of in place a little bit. And so oh, how nice of it. the system, it's very, very courteous. <laughs> so the system that I use is the wood gravity system, which is basically a system of allowing gravitational pull to allow the water to enter the body versus a machine that... Um, with hydraulic pressure pushes water I into think the body. That's why I that's had what the you trauma. probably experienced. Oh my god! And that so with is that, exactly what and so with that particular type of method, which I, I'm cool with, I'm I'm a fan of all types of colon hydrotherapy. But there's this particular method. I think um, hands down is just it's just so incredibly awesome and it's so ergonomically friendly to how your body wants to receive water in that mm. way if it were to receive water right so we allow the gravitation so the water is elevated probably about maybe close to three feet above the body mm-hmm. and that water slowly enters into the body and it comes in from the wall a system it, from the wall just yeah. trying to like paint a visual yeah you're not getting yeah wall. it's like yeah, yeah. It. It's, it's like a tank that's connected <laughs> yeah. to the wall and so it comes um there's a little tube that is a water connector and then there's a waste tube that carries waste out so there's never any cross contamination of clean water and fucking we importante i would say importante (laughs) and so the client begins to receive the water slowly receive the water the colon therapist will then probably massage the client a little bit turn you on your back eventually um, and then you start to release that way as well right and so the whole session in and of itself in and out is probably about 45 minutes. You generally don't want to go longer than 55 or 60 minutes because you want to preserve the integrity of the electrolyte balance. Mm-hmm. And also, too, you don't want to um, overstimulate the person's nervous system by mm. way of giving them too much water because then you'll feel exhausted after a colonic versus like, yeah, I feel like I could climb Mount Rushmore. What are the the risks involved or like you know I've been doing this for um, I've been getting colonics for about 12 or 13 years I've been doing colonics as a as a colon hygienist for eight years I've never thank God I'm gonna knock on wood right now but I've never had any episode where a person has had any adverse reaction but you know, part of this also, too, and I wish I had the printout, but there are some contraindications. Mm-hmm. And basically what a contraindication is, when a person fills out an intake form, you want to make sure that they don't have certain things going on with them. Because if they do, then they are not a good such candidate as, for colonic. Such as um, kid, renal kidney failure. Okay. Um, being in your, you know, being pregnant. But like um, kidney failure, heart failure. Um, if a person has, there's, there's, there's a list of probably about maybe 12 or 13 contraindications. Okay. And so when you're filling out your intake form and even on my website, I'm like, do any of these apply? If any of these apply, sorry, no can do. Right. Um, but the risk, I mean, with colonics, it's just an enema. It's just an enema that goes further into the colon than just a regular enema. So the difference between like an enema enema and say a colon, a high colon enema 
colonic is that an enema will reach the first 12 inches of the bottom bowel to help soften that waste and clear that out. Whereas a colonic gently goes five and a half to six feet into the colon all the way over to an area called the cecum. And the cecum is the area that the small intestine dumps out into. That's the very, very beginning of the colon from the small intestine. So, I mean, it does a pretty wow. good job of safely, and again, you know, we're only using water. I don't, there's some places that will use additives that will, you know, add coffee or will add- Coffee? Um, well, hold on one second. We'll get to that later. <laughs> She's appalled this lady. But there's coffee some places enemas, that will use- um, What? Yeah, yeah, we'll get there enema? in a second. Coffee enema? Hell no. Know? No. Ooh, Let's pause and talk about coffee enemas. Yeah. There are there are there are coffee. There's coffee. There's wheatgrass. There's probiotic. There is you can use apple cider vinegar. I mean, there's stop, so much stuff. I'm serious. No, Fatima, I'm not BSing you. Is that safe? It's totally safe to put coffee in your butt. Listen, it can't be like Starbucks. Co- Sorry, <laughs> Starbucks people like you, and I'm not trying to Stumptown um, cold brew. Yeah. Like what kind of coffee yeah. are we no, talking about? No, um, it has to be fancy and it artisanal, has to be, and uh, it has pour to be over over six dollar cup of coffee you can put in your butt. <laughs> it has to be an organic. Um, grade coffee okay number one okay and um there are places on the internet where you can order it which is it's it's coffee specifically designed for enema why because it helps stimulate the liver are they like growing it in ethiopia and they're like this particular batch (laughs) this is the coffee for the (laughs) no 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 food obviously plays a large role in our colon health it does what are some foods that can complement the process you know, I always say if it comes off of a tree and comes out of the ground and upon pressure releases liquid, mm-hmm. you probably want to have a lot of that. Makes if it's in sense. a box, dry on a shelf, it's going to be dry in your box on your shelf. And you probably want to limit that. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, that's nutrition <laughs> 100. Yeah. You don't have to even have to do nutrition 101. That's yeah. like nutrition 100. Like, literally. Like, nutrition is, is very... It doesn't have to be super, super complicated. Um, when you think about it, like stuff that comes off of trees is probably a good idea. It's probably healthy. It's probably healthier than, say, you know, my uh, processed oatmeal in a box that has an expiration date of um, 18 months from now. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I always say, you know, with clients, I, I want cl- I want to encourage clients to experiment. Because, first of all, your body is your body, my body is my body. And there are certain things that make this whole experience of wellness um, a similar and common experience. But, you know, there are certain foods that you can have that that I may not do well with. And so I usually like to set a very basic blueprint, but then we start to experiment and determine, oh, well, oh, really? So quinoa makes you feel gassy. Huh, quinoa is a very, very healthy grain, but for some people it may make them feel gassy or may make them feel bloated. Okay, well, let's figure out maybe buckwheat might be good for you or maybe millet might be a good idea for you. And then some people are like, nope, I just like plain old brown rice. So I think, um, you know, I think grains are, are, are a good idea, but just, you know, limiting the grains. Like we, we don't want to have a super high carbohydrate grain type of diet. Right. We want to make sure that we include things from every spectrum in terms of nature and our food source. And I like to... Um, encourage that you have your food be seasonal. So if it's in season, that's probably what your body needs for that particular time of year. And this is why in the summertime, we generally don't crave hot soup, right? Right. 
You don't crave hot vegetable stock soup in the summertime with a thing of rice or whatever. In the summertime, you're usually like, I just want some juice or maybe, you know, a lot of fruit or melons or whatever, whatever. Because or pizza. That's, or, or pizza. <laughs> because that's what your body basically is asking for in, or, in order for it to be nourished according to that particular season. Mm. And so eating with the seasons, eating stuff, eating lots of stuff that comes out of the ground, um, off of trees, hydrating as much as possible is 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 always a great idea. Um, and then when it comes to Taking hydration, a sip of water as you exactly. Say that. When it comes everybody to the, break and take a sip break of water. Break and take a sip of water. No, 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 no. When you drink water, you always want to go for at least half of your body's weight in ounces of water. Okay. And if you are an athletic type or you sweat a lot, like you know, I do hot yoga. On the days when I do hot yoga, my body requires more water. On the days when I'm just kind of sitting on the couch and doing couch yoga, my body does not. What is the number one commonality you see in a mistake people are making in how they're taking care of themselves that is then visible? During a session? Yeah. Or, or in life? Yeah. Stress. Stress. There, there is a part of our brain that is located in our gut. That's why they call it the brain-gut connection. Mm-hmm. And when we're stressed the heck out, everything fires off um, in such a way where the body really becomes almost like this tight, constricted vessel. And so when you're feeling it in your shoulders and you're like, gosh, I didn't realize I was so stressed. My shoulders feel so tight. Chances are your gut is just as tight. And so if you notice when you become stressed out, you will immediately notice changes in your bowel pattern. Oh, I can't right? even. Yeah. Exactly. And so I think that that is like the most common thing that I see like people would think that I would say something like chewing oh, food no, that's chew what I was your food say. yeah chew food that's what I chew your food but that's also a result of stress when think you're about like it. When so you're fast like, at eating I'm, and just I'm on not my work focused. I'm, yeah. I'm uh-huh. working I have to hurry up and and I can't stop for 30 minutes to take a lunch I just have to work through lunch and powwow through you're stressed you're not present while you're eating your food food should be a meditation take 30 freaking minutes and like literally feel what your food tastes like, the smells, the sensation, your colon will thank you for it. Your body will thank you for it. Amazing. Food as a meditation is like... That's, is that's a whole other... I love that. Me too. Um, we always talk about kind of... We always continue the conversation of the morning practice. Mm-hmm. And we're very interested in in people's tendencies towards that. Do you have a morning practice that kind of helps set off your day? Can you share that I with do. us? I do. I usually I wake up. And around 5.45, I go poop. I was going to say, first to give myself first, a Your bowels wake you up? <laughs> my, no, my bowels don't wake me Mine up. Do. But I wake up, and within, like, five minutes of being aware that I'm awake, I'm like, hmm. Got to drop off some kids at the pool. Oh I think that's God. mine too. That's yeah. why I'm at that point right now. Yeah, within within five minutes. That's why I wake I up so early. Go. Yeah, and, and I wake up every morning between 5.30 and 5.45. I woke up like this. <laughs> selfie I with the poop. I woke up like this. <laughs> 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 and I go, hey. selfie poop icon. <laughs> and I go to the bathroom. And then I have some lemon water. And then um, I do my morning meditations and prayers. And then I get on with the day. The lemon water, that's yeah, that's the move, huh? Yeah. Lemon water is awesome because it helps stimulate your liver. And your liver is a huge badass as it relates to helping you with um, establishing healthy digestive and poop patterns, too. Do you drink coffee? Sometimes. What Sometimes. Is- I, I, it's rare um, because I, I'm so sensitive that coffee really stimulates me. It makes me all mm-hmm. crazy-like and... 
unlike other people, coffee does not make me go to the bathroom. It just makes me crazy. Unless you put it up your butt. <laughs> Unless you put uh, it up your butt. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll have coffee. I'll try to have organic coffee whenever possible. I usually dilute my coffee. Um, like, if I'm having an eight-ounce coffee, and this sounds so gross to people who are true coffee connoisseurs, but I'll have, like, four ounces water, four ounces coffee. I like it really, really watered down. <laughs> it's like, why and, But um, it's rare. I mean, I try, to, I try mostly to just stick with herbal teas. Um, I love herbal teas, like any kind of flavor, chamomile, lab, oh, my new favorite, and you got to try this. You guys have Tell to try us. this. So Traditional Medicinals has this lavender chamomile tea. It is so freaking yummy. And Ooh. it makes for a really, really good steam facial, too. Oh, pro tip. Mm-hmm. I like that. That should go on the I'm website. I'm just saying. What about, yeah, we'll put that on, on the That's So Retrograde blog. And then re- really quickly, probiotics. Yes, probiotic health. Should we be taking those? I tend to feel really overwhelmed in the probiotic department at the local health food store. Yeah. What should we look for? This is what I take. Oh, this is great. Yeah, this has enzymes and probiotics in it. So why, probi- why probiotics? What makes those good? Probiotics help to create a healthy and friendly bacteria um, environment inside the colon. So if there is a hostile environment, then there's going to be gas and bloating and digestive upset. You're going to be tired and fatigued all the time because instead of your body using the energy to uh, help you think or focus or do what you have to do throughout the day, your body's going to be spending that energy instead maintaining a congested, funky digestive system. And so when you have good bacterial growth in your colon, it sets the stage for um, for everything to kind of play nice together. And it sets mm. the stage for you to have really, really good um, healthy bowel patterns too. So in addition to probiotics, and or for those who are listening who might not be ready for the colonic process, is mm-hmm. there, other than probiotics, elk, water with lemon in the morning, what are some few things we can do at home and incorporate to I kind would of... Say- I would say probiotics, digestive enzymes, I find are helpful. Um, if you're not comfortable with the idea of colonics, but you're open to the idea of, of water cleansing in that way, you know, you can try an enema. So it's a time for everyone's favorite segment of the show, Roses and Thorns, which we just say a high and low. It can be a personal high, personal low, or, you know, something that's going on in the universe that got our attention. So... Roses it's and time thorns. for Roses and Thorns. Roses and Thorns. Yeah, yeah. Do you like our theme song? I thought we, made that, awesome. we made that uh, just on the spot. Um, master yeah, yeah, yeah. improvers right here. Yes, ending all the way to the podcast universe. So uh, you got anything weird for us, Simbari? I've got a rose. I've got a few roses, but the one that I would like to lead with is I was listening to the radio the other day, and there was a woman on, this spiritual teacher, um, by the name of Barbara, Barbara DeAngelis. She was on the radio, and she was talking about um, soul transformation, and and, um, she had this mantra that she was giving people, and I started to do it for, like, three days. And I've worked with, like, a lot of different mantras over the past few years and, like, a lot of Sanskrit, and um, this one is just English, and it's, I feel like, really pulls you into the present, and that's kind of what she was talking about. I'm on the edge of my seat. What is it? Okay, here's the mantra. Ready? Mm -hmm. I'm going to close my eyes. Okay, we'll do it. Um, Okay. Thank you, Barbara DeAngelis. Please be on our show. Okay. Um, okay. It is. Today, I will see what I need to see, feel what I need to feel, and know what there is to know. Beautiful. I like it. That's it's good. like just, I feel, makes you be like, okay, I'm in the present moment, 
And so I love that because I feel like it just pulls you into like, I'm just going to, everything that I see is what I need to be seeing. And there's nothing more than that right now. Wow. That totally ties into the one I had. Tell us. Really? What's yours? Yeah. So one of my favorite quotes is a quote by um, Osho, O-S-H-O. It <laughs> says, there is no end to this journey. You are constantly arriving and arriving and arriving, yet you never arrive. Whoa! Which for some people, the, the eternal pessimist could be like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> but for me, the way that I interpret that is like, there, there's, there's this constant evolution, there's this constant growth, there's this constant emerging and going from one, from glory to glory to glory to one moment of learning to another le- level of learning and constantly just being open and being childlike in how you approach the world. Mm, that's beautiful. And when you are childlike in terms of how you approach and see the world, it's always filled with wonder, right? <clears throat> and so it, that quote reminds me of that. It constantly reminds me of Life does not have to be a weird, scary place. It actually can be fun and filled with adventure. That's helped me so much when I think about when I start getting a little too serious. I love that. I we'll also love that. the arriving thing, like, yet you never arrive. Like, yeah. That means, like, because we always feel like, oh, we got to get somewhere. We got to accomplish something. And it's like, just chill. Like, just there's chill. nowhere to go. Exactly. There's nowhere to go but here. Yeah. We're going to add that to our... Uh... That's a retrograde blog for sure. That's beautiful. Both of those mantras we'll add in. Yes, mantra section. um, This wouldn't go in the mantra section, but it's really a thought that um, was really important that I listened to, and I I recommend everyone else listen to it. Did you guys have the chance to listen to the Monica Lewinsky TED Talk? I knew you were going to say that. Yes. I posted about it, it on, the, on, on Twitter. Um, I read about did it, you but see? I didn't yes, I saw get it. a chance to listen um, to it. It is her discussing the price of shame. The price of shame, And yeah. uh, how our, it was how basically her experience in the 90s, uh, in her 20s, was basi- the like largest scale slut shaming mm-hmm. that I think has occurred in, that I can remember. And the talk was, is incredibly moving and... I think it really speaks for itself, but I actually saw her about a year ago, and my initial thought was, holy shit, that's Monica Lindsay. I think that's the most famous person yeah. that I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. And then I immediately felt such a heaviness in my heart because I felt so empathetic towards what she must have experienced. Mm-hmm. I just really commend her using a platform and speaking out mm-hmm. and finally adding a narrative to her experience and as you talked about arriving and, and really using a platform to talk about what she went through and how it's wrong and not so we don't replicate it. She's yeah. also like such a voice for not only women but just people who've been like bullied and shamed and mm-hmm. feel like they have no power like the fact that she can recover from like a global shaming literally. Especially like, that early in her life when you're yeah. in your 20s you're like 22 years like old 22 years old you're so you even have a vulnerable sense of self. exactly yeah exactly yeah. and my I guess my thorn would be just that we're in a state of media where things are just so things that don't matter are so pushed to the forefront in a way that I'm just hoping for some type of corner to turn because it just it, it's sickening 
just what's going on right now. I mean, we're like almost out of water in California, yeah. yet we're talking about Hillary Clinton's text messages. Yeah. I know that was like last week's quote unquote story, but like I just see there's just... Because we feel like that we can maddening. control that and then we're like, well, there's no water. Well, what are we going to do? I guess nothing. Anyways, the Kardashians. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like exactly. we'll just get our water from a different state. We'll let the government figure that out and right? we'll just keep on drinking juice. I mean, wow. when she was even talking about the colonics, I was thinking, oh, my God, and, like, how important hydration is. Like, I was just thinking, like, fuck, hydration yeah. really is the number one most important yeah. thing to, like, humanity. You can live without food without food for, like, 40 days, but without water, you're dead within, like, I think three days, I think oh. they said two or three days. Or <laughs> well, like on that. that note, everyone take a sip of water. My Wait thorn, a minute. No, my no, no. <laughs> I don't think it's two or three days, but it's some. It's short, whatever it is. <laughs> my thorn is dying from no water. <laughs> Which makes me feel bad, actually. I was thinking about, um, you know, the water thing, and I'm like, gosh, you know, I use a lot of water to help people poop. No, don't How feel do bad. Feel There's nothing you can do. You didn't cause the drought. Well, hopefully <laughs> I'm helping to achieve world peace one crap at a time totally we feel that and hopefully maybe someone you give a colonic to will, will find be more the one water. that has the solution yeah thank you now because their brain mm-hmm. is working better because you cleared them of their poop yes now this this mm-hmm. world clarity that you're working on via poop we can find you at what website holisticlifeonline.com okay and do you have any other social media channels? Yes, or? I'm on Twitter uh, as One Holistic Life, the number one Holistic cool. Life. And I'm also on Instagram, Fatima Low Williams. And I am also on, what's the other one? What's Facebook? Other? Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Um, MySpace? Oh, oh, Pinterest. So oh. get this. I'm, I'm really into Pinterest right now. Right now. So like Pinterest, Fatima, at Fatima Low Williams. W-E. L-O-W-E. My Pinterest, what I'm going to be doing with Pinterest now is I just finally figured out the significance of, like, why I have a Pinterest account. And that is, you know, people will ask me, what probiotics do you use? What green juice do you like? What digestive enzymes do you Where can I get my enema kit from? We're going to be posting all that stuff. Ooh. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Yep. So we'll link that up. Stephanie Simbari, Fun where can we find resources. you? <laughs> on the internet. I'm on Fatima's Pinterest page. Cool. <laughs> uh, at Steph Simbari on all all of the things that you need to be seeking. Awesome. And then you can find us on that's so retrograde.com. At so retrograde. At so retrograde. Hashtag so retrograde. Hashtag so on iTunes on SoundCloud, yay! Crushing oh, all the areas <laughs> of the internet. So retro everywhere you turn. <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Fatima. This was I'm wonderful. So grateful. You guys are awesome. Everyone have a blessed day and a blessed butthole. And I hope that everybody has a great poop today. <laughs> From our house to yours. <laughs> That's the sound of me getting a colonic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>